Furkmas. Furkmas. Furkmas is an Irish word. It means watchfulness or attention or the act of dallying. But it also means unsteadiness. Deneen's Irish-English Dictionary defines it as unsteadiness as a stone about to fall. Unsteadiness as a stone about to fall. That teetering, highly tense moment when something solid and stable is about to collapse. To crumble, to tumble or come untethered. Furkmas. Unsteadiness as a stone about to fall. It speaks to the impermanence of everything, how even rocks are always on their way to getting nearer and nearer the ground, until eventually they collapse and are slowly broken down into sand and soil. That's basically what what a rock is, something on its way to becoming dirt, eaten and eroded by exposure to the environment. It takes eons for a rock to be created, from transitory lumps of rotting sea creatures or mineral particles that clump tightly together under geological pressure for a really, really long time. And then the minute it's formed, it starts to crumble again. I want to to develop Farkamos, that attentiveness and watchfulness of seeing nature, to see its impermanence, how everything is in a state of being about to fall. Well, with that, uh, welcome to the Almanac of Ireland. And for this story, I'm taking us on an adventure to track down an elusive, an almost magical creature that I haven't seen in about 40 years, the newt. It's actually a type of salamander, and there are over a hundred different species of newt on this planet. And maybe there's more on other planets, as they have a distinctly alien feel to them. And alien-esque abilities too, for some newts can not only regenerate their tails, like, like a lizard, but also their jaws, their heart ventricles, spinal cords, and even their eyes. I told you, they're magical. Ireland has only one species of newt, the smooth newt, and I haven't seen one of these since I was seven years old. I'm really eager to encounter one of these exotic little creatures again. I've asked someone with a lot more experience of these matters to help me on my quest. His name is Collie Ennis. We meet up on a cul-de-sac in the Dublin suburbs on a late summer's evening. Collie is a wildlife enthusiast. He's a science communicator and a co-host of the Critter Shed podcast. And he's promised that we're going to find at least one newt. Hopefully. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm always cautious about saying we're definitely going to find him, but we should. It's breeding season. The weather's after getting warmer. It's a lovely sunny day today. And that triggers them to come out with their little hiding holes and go back to the breeding pond. I have a bucket here with us. I've got a, a dip net and we're carrying torches. Collie is also part of of a hard-to-pronounce wildlife group. It's written on your T-shirt, so yes, I'm just going to lift, lift up your light there. The Herpetological Yeah, so it's the Herpetological Society of Ireland. Herpetology is the study of reptiles and amphibians. It comes from the Latin word, which is also used in herpes, things that crawl. He leads me across the road into what looks like school grounds, and what greets us is... 
it's astonishing. Like I've just had this revealed to me, this, this pond that looks like no other pond I've ever seen in Dublin. The pond is on the edge of a large playing field and backs onto a housing estate. And it's as far removed from an urban ornamental pond as you can imagine. And like on first glimpse, the most staggering, startling thing about the pond is this like a curtain of greenery, of trees like reaching out like you'd imagine in a sort of Amazonian river, mm. trying to swallow up the river. Yeah. You don't see that in, in public parks normally, you see everything trimmed. Yeah, it would be tidied up, but it's, it's been left alone here and it really has made a difference to, you can see the amount of bird life we have here and bat life in the evenings, they'll come in, they're all roosting in the trees here and they'll come out and start feeding on the massive amounts of inverts that live in the water and come rising up off that as well. So it is a really, really full ecosystem here. I'm mesmerised by the nature sounds here. The chirps and pips of moorhens, insects, and the aerobatics of the martens flying overhead. But let's not get distracted. We're here for the newts. So let's bring our attention back to the water. So what should we be looking for? Something like a lizard or something, is it? Something yes. But smaller? Yes. It'd be about the size of your index finger. Right. It'll have four legs very lizard-like in appearance, but it will have a very fan-like tail if it's a male and be rotund and chunky if it's a female, because the females will have up to 200 eggs in them at the moment. Yeah. So what the females are doing, they're using these plants. Unlike our frogs who spawn in these massive mountain clumps, the females are in here during the summer. They're feeding the whole time, but they're also laying individual eggs and wrapping the eggs up with their back legs in leaves. And yeah, so each spawn is protected from predators by the female with the way she makes these little purses up with, with the eggs inside them. It's a very cool system. So what we're looking for is these kind of muddy patches. Yeah, yeah, okay. You can see the muddy patches in between the plants and that's where the males will be coming out now at this time of night to display for the females. And they'll do a little kind of a dance to attract the females over spraying uh, pheromones. So we're going to have a route round and see what we can find. Collie produces what looks like a couple of small lobster pots from his bag and lowers them into the water. They're traps. Newts are really curious little animals. So they'll actually, even without baiting them, the males will go up and see what's happening inside them sometimes. And then we'll, we'll also visually go looking for them as well with my, uh, my net. Old school fun, like we used to do when we were kids. <laughs> Nothing like it. I have to confess, it's hard to make out anything among all that rich pond growth. It's hard now at this time of night with the sheen on it. Collie carefully waves his net back and forth, then retracts it for inspection. You can see already we're pulling out stuff now. How can you see in there? Oh, so it's all sort of beetly insect. Yeah, yeah, so this is called a water boatman. It's a little mm-hmm. predator. Uh-huh. And then on top of that you have a water strider, which... which Oh, look, and look what we have here. Brilliant. That is a damselfly larva. Oh, nice. A damselfly larva. The premature stage of one of our most graceful insects. It's a silver thing, barely a centimetre long. See that? Yeah, yeah. So that's predating on the tadpoles and the other little invertebrate life that's in the pond now. So that thing is on its way to becoming a damselfly. Damselfly, yeah. They have these protruding jaws that they shoot out and grab onto... Daphne and tadpoles and other little bugs in the water and chomp them up. A very formidable little predator. 
And as well as being formidable, these tiny creatures pull off a dramatic transformation on their way to adulthood. It comes up on the stalks here. They dry themselves out and split their back open and pull themselves out of their juvenile form. Come on. Yeah, and the wing casings are in a kind of a backpack on their back. And as they pull them out, the wings unfold, they pump them up with fluid, they open them up into the sun, and then they shoot off and fly away. Same with dragonflies. The two of them have that metamorphosis. It's fantastic. And again, very, very rare to see in the middle of a major city as what Dublin is. I'm fascinated by the staggering array of lives and lifestyles in this pond. And also with the care that Collie exercises when sweeping his net back and forth in the water. And with every glide of his net, he brings treasures to the surface. What do you got? That green thing? Yeah, that's, that's another water, water boat, man. But it's after molting its skin. I'm feeling lulled by the ease of the late summer evening, and I almost forget that we're here to look for newts. What is that? That's just Onyx green like... matted stuff. Well, this is now. Oh, and look what we have. What have you got there? Oh my God, a newt. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Jeez, it's bigger than I thought. Yeah. Oh, she's beautiful. Very good. She is a, f- a female. Is well, she? Well spotted. She's got a beautifully slender tail, a bit like a, a tadpole's tail. Yes. But the front of her is nothing like a frog or tadpole. She's pure lizard. Uh, she's not a lizard, though, is she? No, she's an amphibian. Whoa. Oh, she's wriggling. She's wriggling away from me. She's about the size of my index finger, and her skin is varying shades of grey with a hint of brown, too. Her head is long, and she has an elongated snout. And running down her tail is a little fin. Overall, she doesn't look too worried about us being here, although Collie is keeping her carefully down amongst the vegetation inside his net. I notice her underside is speckled, and her stomach seems to be extended. And her belly, she's got a paler belly, does she? She's brown. Yes, brown, pale belly. The way that she has a swelled belly, is that because there are there eggs in her, do you yes, think? Yes, she still have about 200 eggs in her. So she has that swelled belly because she's got those eggs still inside her. And right. she's also really, really stocking uh, up on food. And you can see in here, this is what she's eating. Ooh. These crustaceans and bugs uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that she'll be munching away on. There's so much food there for her. Yep. Yeah, was that an egg? Oh, is that one no, the leaf wrapped? Go. No one of her eggs wrapped up here. Come on. Collie points to a leaf amongst the greenery in the net. There's a minuscule round white egg, only a couple of millimetres in diameter, nestling in a folded leaf. I'm amazed by the ingenuity of it all. But that's, that's exactly oh, what so it is. Oh, so the white thing is her egg? That's the white thing, that's the yolk in it. Ah, uh, right, well, i put her back there again. Yeah, she's fine. Is she? Yeah. She's gone burrowing there. Now, wait there, you've just taken her out of the water and now she's in the air, so somehow she can breathe in both places. Yes, amphibians. By their nature, yeah. have a, a water part of their life uh-huh. and a terrestrial part. The water part of their life, Collie tells me, is for breeding, producing a new generation. After they've reproduced, they come onto land to feed and hibernate. And when that's all over, they migrate back to the same pond they were born in to reproduce again. They have a, a fantastic sense of smell and direction. Right. So they'll be able to find their pond w- within reason a long way away. Collie has been surveying the newt population here for several years, and he's witnessed part of their great migration. It's not quite wildebeest crossing the Serengeti, but it's impressive. 
actually funny when we were walking across during the breeding season we were walking across that playing field we were passing earlier on pitch yeah and there are legions of these tiny no little way. dragons you, these little Irish dragons marching back towards their breeding pond yeah it's really really cool um, uh, like I'm trying to concentrate on you and yet I'm totally captivated <laughs> by her I, just, I feel protective of her yeah like, she's, they are so precious there's another one just surfaced there's another way of Where? spotting them they come up for right. air oh, so yeah. they'll come up and you'll just see a little bubble on the top of the water okay. and you know that yeah come. so that's what you say so they don't have two sets of lungs they're using air like terrestrial lungs is it they have lungs yes they do but they can also breathe through their a, a lot of amphibians will breathe absorb uh, oxygen through the water but no you'll see newts now come up and surface okay. and plop back down right, right. they only need to do that once every so often though they're fantastic at living that um and maximizing every yeah, element of exactly. oxygen and because they're cold-blooded they don't use up as much right. energy as we would oh, there we you go her back there? i'm gonna pop so her back protective in yeah. of her. she's I'm so gonna... beautiful i cannot believe you got a newt that easily in the dublin summer yeah I'm surprisingly moved by these creatures, these tiny dinosaurs left over from the Jurassic, and also by what Collie tells me about them, how they're a protected species, so it's an offence to capture or kill or sell them. They may only be handled by someone like Collie, who is licensed to do so. Collie also tells me how strong the newt's homing instinct is. They reproduce in the pond they were born in and will go to heroic and potentially fatal lengths to get back there if they're removed from their birthplace or if human-made objects stand in their way. Like we've heard reports of newts crawling into people's letterboxes because their, their housing estate was built on their migration path back, back to their pond. This park is such a sanctuary for the newts and all the other creepy crawlies because its guardians have acknowledged and allowed its furcomals, its impermanence and unsteadiness. They have permitted it the freedom not to be neat and perfect, but instead to be naturally a bit messy and uncertain, to gently wallow in the gradual process of decay that all of life is undergoing. So much more of nature could thrive in the urban realm if we dared allow such places of unmanicured wilderness, of benign decay. Do you know, I think we were very blessed to find that one female To find a female on. at the beginning, right. Because I think all our newts are out enjoying the summer. <laughs> the summer fruits and the summer bugs. Yeah. So I'm very, very pleased I got to show you uh, one of them. That of was our, special. The newts. second dip and you got a, got yeah. a newt. Yeah. And bats too and... Dragonflies, we did well, we that's did well. That's special, that's special. For a city centre pond. I know, I know. <laughs>